Hi, everybody. This is Sid Walker, and I have the honor and pleasure of introducing and speaking with Michelle Hoskin today, who is uh, specializes, I should say, in operational excellence and best practices for financial advisors. And I'll let her tell you a little bit more about uh, all the things that she does here. But uh, I'm excited to interview her um, I've gotten to know her over the last few months, and uh, we've talked uh, numerous times, and I've seen some examples of her work. She does, a, she does an amazing job. We've talked about some of the people that she's worked with, and I've been coaching for 30 years, and I, I just I love what she's doing. She really does get people to, you know, I guess she hangs in there and really helps people figure out what they want to do and, and uh, figure out what feels right, which, of course, I'm such a champion of. I'm big on intuition, and I just think that's the the smartest way to go, whether you're doing something uh, as, you know, more structured like, you know, office office uh, organization or even or even interviewing clients. So, again, I'll let you tell us more about that. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you bet. Great well, to be here. Yeah. Well, and I know you're, you're traveling. Uh, you're a worldwide traveler here. I think you told me earlier in our conversation you, you did, what, 12... Uh, how many talks did you do in the last two weeks? I did 13 in <laughs> yeah. the last two weeks. Yeah, it nearly showed me off. Yeah, that, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, so in addition to speaking a lot, you obviously, uh, from what I've read, have lots of individual clients and you do lots of hands-on coaching. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, tell me a little bit more about kind of how that, how you got into that and what you're, what you're trying to do there. Yeah, I am... Um I suppose I got into financial services a little bit by accident because I think as most do get into financial services by accident. Okay. Um, I, um, I started working with, with three financial advisors in the UK who were part of a, of a network and they, they basically were looking for an assistant. So I, I did some stuff with them over about a, a two-month period. But, but what happened really quickly was that I'd really figured out where all their their inefficiencies were, where their inconsistencies were, really that if they carried on the way that they were going, they were never ever going to achieve their kind of long-term true potential. So literally within, I don't know, six months, I've re-engineered their whole business practices around just better procedures, the right people in the right roles, better systems, um, and then kind of, the, you know, the rest is sort of history, really. I got more and more of those types of advisors wanting me to do some stuff for them. And then the business really just, just grew from, from really offering a, a consultancy service. Okay. And, and I know from our conversations, one of the things that I like about what you do the most is, you know, you're really good at, at interviewing people and helping them discover really what's important to them, kind of why they're in their business uh, tell me a little bit more about how you do that or what... Uh... Yeah, um, I think I was born quite inquisitive. When I was a little girl, my mum always used to say, you know, you always want to know everything that's going on. You always want to be involved in everything. And I think that's, that's the kind of quality that I've taken forward professionally because I, you know, for example, yesterday I was with a, with a lady based here in Vancouver and, um, you know, she was telling me, you know, what she wanted to do and what she wanted her life to look like and... I don't know, there was just something that just didn't feel right. It didn't yeah. sit it didn't sit with me. Like my, my, my gut instinct was saying, That's not what you really want to do. So so I really just 
I suppose I pushed and pushed and pushed and I asked more questions and I probed a bit more and we basically ended up realising, you know, she realised that she was in the wrong business. Uh. So, so you know, she was doing it the wrong way and she'd kind of lost sight of why she was even bothering in the first place. So I suppose my my natural inquisitive approach is that of, you know, until it, we'll go and go until it, until it really feels right for me. You know, I'm a very feelings person. So yeah. when it feels right, then I, I feel we've got there. But often okay. it's just to kind of open them up a little bit. And I think, too, if that's, and that's the same conclusion I've made from my own coaching work, that, that that's really uh, the more you can get people to feel something. Uh, yeah. Most people are pretty good at the intellectual side. They can figure things out and they've got lots of information. But, but a lot of people are not really trained to think mm. that way or they don't, they don't see, like, for example, I would say uh, office organization being a more, uh, even intuitive or feeling oriented kind of thing where uh, once you get the once you get at what feels right that obviously has an impact on how you organize the office would you say well, massive massively i mean you know we've all done it i think often you know if we walk into a into an office any office for a service provider of our own a store a shop wherever we get a feeling for the culture of that business and at the moment we've we just walked through the door all we can see is desks and chairs we don't, you know, we might not know anything about that business, but we feel something, yeah. whether it's a good feeling or a bad feeling. So, I think, I think you're right. I think people don't give themselves enough time to think and feel. You know, yeah. just sit quietly and, and ponder. And I think that, and particularly financial services, I think advisors spend all their time taking care of their clients and thinking for their clients, that they actually forget to think for themselves, think about themselves. Um, and I suppose that's what I try and get them to do is just have a bit of a breather and say, what is it that I actually want? You know, what does best look like for me? Rather yeah. than just focusing all their effort on their clients, which is great for the client, but not so great for the advisor. So it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, you know, what kind of practice do I really want? What do I really enjoy doing the most? And then how do I create my office to support that would you say that's what you do yeah and you know what it's interesting i think most advisors are clearly problem solvers that's the nature of the business that they're in right Mm -hmm. so what happens is they'll start to think about what does best look like what do they want their practice to look like but almost instantaneously they flick into well how am i going to make that happen and what i try and say to them is don't even go anywhere near the how you're going to make it happen. Because as soon as you come off of the why you bother it a bit, you know, what does the bigger picture look like, to into the how, they'll get lost in the detail because they'll then get carried away with, oh, yeah, well, we can do this and we can do that and we can structure it like that. And actually, stay out of the how. Focus on the bigger picture for a while. Then focus on the, the, the how once you've kind of nailed what that bigger picture looks like. So That's important. Right. Yeah, that's really good because I, I do that all the time, um, especially with men. Um, when you, they all want to, when, as soon as they're faced with the challenge, they go instantly to how am I going to do it, which yeah. drives you into your intellect. Yeah, completely, completely. And, and that's and, it, and, it, and it's bad. It's crazy. It's crazy because we're, we're, I think we're all natural problem solvers. I think that you know the. We're instinctively like that, and that kind of, that's almost survival. That's the human nature of surviving. You know, well, I'm in danger. Well, how do I get myself out of danger? I want that. Well, how do I get it? But actually, it's not good at times to to think about the how too much because you do like, you do lose yourself. 
Well, and, and we're making this sound like kind of a more abstract, you know, feeling-oriented process, but obviously there's a lot of hardcore things that you get done here. I mean, how how fast can people see results from what you're doing? Well, I think, I think um, you know, because I, focus initially, I always focus initially on the person, the advisor that I'm sitting in front of, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the results are instant for them. Because, yeah. you know, they'll, I mean, I've had, I've had meetings with advisors, um, you know, and they've, you know, they've had a light bulb moment in that meeting where they've realized that, you know, they're not spending enough time with their family. They're not doing the things that are important to them. So I've had emails as I've literally left the building that said, you know, I've booked the weekend with my granddaughter and her mom, and I've done this, and, you know, I've booked, I've, I've booked to go on a date with my wife, um, you know, and I've decided that I'm going to, you know, recruit two more assistants, and it's almost instant. It's like, literally, I can almost see the light bulbs go on, even when I'm with them. Yeah. So, the, the instant results are those that they have complete and utter control over, which is themselves. Then come the sort of you know the next results which is the quick fixes and there are certain quick fixes that I always say firms should implement you know quickly because they bring, they give greater results quicker without you know there's projects that take ages to fix firms yeah. fix practices but there's some quick wins and that's the you know but the results the results are instant One, another thing too that I've noticed in, in my you know thousands of hours as a coach I, I've often asked people well actually in my, diag- my diagnosis process, we'll call it, uh, if that's the right word, uh, one of the things people always say is they have trouble setting goals that have meaning. Um, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, that's, we're all taught to kind of do that fairly intellectually. And I know you, sp- you spend time on that. I guess what's your, what's your magic there in terms of helping people set goals that have more meaning? Well, I mean, if I, if I can just, I suppose, the, the, the best way I can describe it is to tell you and uh, share that sort of my, the way that I did it, right? Because I, I was always really dodgy at setting goals, like, because I was like, well, I'm, you know, they were either too easy to achieve, which then they didn't motivate me, or they were so, they were so unrealistic that I was so demotivated because I was thinking, I'm never going to achieve them. So there was no, there's never a black and white. And that's the case for most people, I think. But one of the things that was really, really important when I actually figured out what my purpose was my why you know why am I bothering you know if I'm if I was lying on my deathbed and I'd achieved everything I wanted to have done Hmm. what would my life have looked like Hmm. and one of the big things was that you know I wanted to be instrumental in in changing the face of financial services forever for the better so once I knew what that was what my greater my greater vision was my goals became dead easy because everything, all my goals linked me directly or added value directly to my greater purpose. So my goals now, I love them all. Yeah. And they're easy to set because they're for a greater reason. They're not just, oh, well, I want to increase turnover by X. I want to increase turnover by X because I want to achieve global success and I want to be a, a global superstar. So it, it all has a kind of, it all plugs into the bigger thing. So I think yeah. if advisors approach it like they get their marker in the sand and say, this is really where I want to be. The goals become dead easy. The goals are just then the the hows. The how do I do that? Yeah, it becomes so easy then. And I think I think the other thing too, and you've kind of alluded to it with that answer, is that one of the things that's very powerful about your approach is you're you're really teaching people by example. I guess you know in your your own life. I mean, you're very busy. 
uh, you're, you've really, you know, created your own lifestyle there. It's, you know, say more about that challenge for you and how you've handled it. Well, I, I think I think anybody that coaches, that mentors, that provides any service, they have to fully believe in what they're doing. And really, the only way they can truly believe in what they do is to do it themselves. Uh, you know, it's like a financial advisor not having a financial plan or not having their own financial affairs in order. It's it's kind of hypocritical, right? So, so my 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 big thing is always practicing what we preach, and it's, it's by no means is it perfect, right? I don't do everything, you know, because. I'm a business like all of our clients, but you know, my my um, I suppose my little story is that you know when I set my business up when I was just 19, um, you know, I was really quite clear what I wanted my life to look like, what I wanted my world to look like, my business. And at the time, I didn't have any children. I you know I was young. I didn't even have a boyfriend really. And I, I you know I decided you know if I ever if I ever was fortunate enough to become a mom. You know, what did I want my life to look like? And I literally almost created a pretend world because I didn't, it not had happened yet. So now, you know, I have amazing clients. I, I work three days a week. They're long days, don't get me wrong, but I work three days a week. I have my little daughter, Ruby, who I spend, you know, I spend tons of time with when I'm not traveling. Yeah. And I miss the daily when I do. But, you know, ultimately, I've created a life which I think is what my clients want, which is, you know, when I say to them, you know, what do you want to achieve? And sometimes I'll say, I want what you've got. Yeah. I want to come and go as I please. You know, I want to have the freedom to travel, the freedom of money words. And but then I say, you can have anything that you want. You just need to know what you want. The how is the easy bit. But it's actually the toughest bit is actually sticking, you know, drawing the line under it and saying, you know, dreaming big. What, what do you want your life to look? What do I want my life to look like? And get it written down. Not just yeah. say it, write yeah. it down. You know, then the plan is easy. It's actually getting it out of the head in the first place, which is the tough bit. Yeah, that's great. I love mine. I love my life. I love, you know, I'm very, I'm, I'm in Vancouver now. It's raining, but hey, you know, I can't have everything. Um, but, you know, I travel, I have a good time, but, you know, and I have free time and I have Michelle time. And I think that, you know, that's what life's for. You can't just work and work and then pop off the other end. It's your yeah. travesty, you know? Oh yeah, and I'm very, I, you know, I think it's uh, it's great, uh, especially to do something like only work three days a week and get the job done. To me, you know, the, a lot a lot of people think that's outrageous, you know, which it is the way we're trained to think. You know, it's like a lot of people feel guilty if they don't work five days, you know, or more. Well, this, well you know what's the most? I mean, I, I, it's all very sort of in my mind at the moment because I was having the chat yesterday with this advisor, and I said to her, "We are such." Uh, a kind of nine to five mentality. It doesn't yeah. matter really what, what country you're in. Yeah. And um, and I was saying, you know what? If she focused, you know, she's she's you know, it's, it's, it's a concept introduced by the Strategic Coach Program um, and the Denson Living Program. And, and basically, it's you know, you have we have seven days a week. We can do whatever we want with seven days a week. So if we focus more on outputs rather than effort, yeah. You know, so it means literally today, I've got like five crucial results to do today. Today is like what I call a buffer day. So it's it's a sort of not a, not a focused hardcore business day, but it's a catch up day. Yeah. When I've done my five things, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm not going to carry on and carry on until nine o'clock tonight. I'm done. Yeah. So I'm outcomes driven. So you know, so, but at, but at the same time, I can be outcomes driven and work till midnight because I haven't finished my things that I need to do. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many hours I put in. Some days it's four. Some days it's thirteen. Right. But mm. it's outcomes driven. I think that's that's the concept that people should adopt more. 
Yeah, and I know in my work as a coach, I mean, a great part of the work I do is to get people to prospect more because yeah. they'll tend to, because that's more challenging, it's more of an unknown. Um, it doesn't necessarily have a beginning, middle, and end. People, yeah. people can say no. Yeah. You know, so so it's, it, it's interesting to watch how many people actually don't even have prospecting as a priority. It's, 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 they, I call it prospecting amnesia, practically. Yeah, yeah, completely. You know? And, and it's and it's amazing that uh, how busy people can stay all day long yeah. and never pick up the phone or make the call, and they know they need to. Well, I think, and also, you know, people, we've all done it, right? We're not perfect, but, you know, we, as, even as coaches, we're, not, we're far from perfect, but we've all done it where we're busy, 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 and I think, you know, we're almost tricked into the thought that being busy equals being successful. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it so doesn't, like, you know, working smart equals success like yeah. there's no busy busy about it um i think you know there's a saying of busy fools and it's there for a reason um because i think if you're if you're so locked on head down working 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 you don't see the opportunities that are literally staring you straight in the face yeah and i and i, and I remember um at mdrt last year and i attended their annual conference there was a speaker that said you know how many people cross your lives and you never even see them yeah. And you know what? I took that to a whole new level. And it's not just about the people. It's about the opportunities, the experiences. But we're just so busy, we'll never, ever see. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's I so, spend a, so sad. It's so sad. I spend a lot of time on that. With I, I tend to teach people to be more intuitive, which is somewhat unusual. And uh, But that's uh, you can also describe it uh, as being in the present moment, which is really, to me, what you're saying is, most of us are trained to be more intellectual about our approach to things, where is if you relax and just kind of open yourself up, you, you see different things. You know, oh, um, it's, it's immense. It's, you know, like, I kind of, I kind of have a, I suppose, a mini midlife crisis. I think, you know, as a, as a, as a mother of a three-year-old running a very busy business and trying to see every country before I end up popping off the other end, you know, I kind of, I drove myself nuts, but... Um, you know, I, I just decided I want, you know, I never, I don't ever want to die and then live life, and I certainly want to have an adventure all the way. So, you know, what, what does an adventure look like? And I think we all lose sight about what life is actually for. Mm. We, we get lost in work, we get lost in our clients, and they're all great things, but they're not everything. You know, there's there's all the stuff, and you know what, Sid? It's really sad. Like, you know, most advisors I work with, they've given up something: golf, hobbies. You know, sports, time with family, time with yeah. grandchildren. They don't see their friends enough. You know, and it's so sad because, like, what's it all for if you give up all that good stuff? Yeah. What's it? Yeah. What's why bother? Yeah. This, this connects you back with your why. This is why you have to say, you know, why am I bothering? <laughs> we need to keep asking that ourselves that question all the time. Yeah. Which I would say that's probably one of the one of the more powerful things you're doing for the people you're working with is you're you're helping them be more more gutsy for lack of, yeah. of uh, in terms of what they're going for. Yeah, sometimes too gutsy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I'll literally say, I mean, I, I feel awful. I feel awful when it happens, but like, it, it's a good thing. I mean, sometimes I, mean, sometimes I have advisors. I have, I'm, I have a male advisors in tears. Yeah. And it's not, and I don't, I don't, I don't feel happy about it, but I know I've hit a nerve. And when I've done it, it's that, that's when they turn the, the corner and they go, now I get it. You've kind of broke me. 
right? And and I do it in a in a nice Michelle way. I sure. flip my eyelashes a little bit, and you know I make them feel good. But <laughs> but ultimately, it's that you know this is I'm pushing you this hard because it's this important. Yeah, yeah. it's this important. Um, so yeah, I, I've had them in tears, and and it's good. It's really good. Um, but yeah, it's um. You know, and I'm quite, I can be quite straight talking, and I think that's one of my better qualities, but it can also be one of my worst qualities. And, uh, you know, I'll say to people, you've just got to man up, like, get hold of your business and sort it out. Like, um, and I, when I finish, I think, oh, Michelle, you should, so shouldn't have said that. Just, <laughs> you've probably gone too far, but it does them good. Yeah, that's so, good, though. You know, that's it, kind of my style. Well, and obviously, people feel very safe with you in order to get to that yeah. level. So, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's a very great compliment to what you're doing. And I, and I think the, you know, the other part is that that's probably where people commit. Yeah. To themselves. Yeah. 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 It's, so they've gone past that point of no return. Yeah. Yeah. Because until you get to that point, it's pretty easy to talk yourself out of things. Yeah. But when you physically sat there with a tear in your eye yeah. and you realize that, your grandchild is now nine and you haven't spent one single day with them on your own because you've been working every Sunday morning. Yeah. It, it's a massive wake-up call, you know, or whatever. And, and I, I say it, and, I, and it's, again, it's a quite a sad thing, but, you know, I have loads of clients that are divorced, split yeah. from their partners, having yeah. affairs, the children don't recognize them. I mean, it's really sad. Yeah. They afford to take care of their clients and give everything they've got to their clients. Well, you know, I always say, you know, it's the saying, but, you know, you get on an airplane... And the aerostesses will always say, you put your life mask on before helping anybody yeah, else. Yeah. And that is, that, that's, I suppose if, that, if that's my whole purpose in life is to make sure every advisor that I interact with puts on their oxygen mask before they help anybody else, then I'm a very happy person. And I will have, you know, I'll end my days thinking I made a difference and I, you know, I changed families, I changed lives. And that's a great, a great feeling. And that's oh. what gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, you do a lot of things. I guess give me give me kind of the summary of um, anything in particular you want to mention on this call, and then part two of that would be how do people get in touch with you? Okay, and um, one of the things that we do a lot of, and it's probably the most, to be fair, the most valuable bit of our service for the advisors is to go into their practices and really try and establish with them what it is they're trying to do. What what does a perfect business look like? We lift the bonnet on that business and say, well, okay, if that's what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it, what have you got at the moment? Like, lift the bonnet, where do you want to be and where are you now? And then identify where them gaps are in the business. Identify, you know, what they're not doing, what they are doing, what they could do better. And then really help them put that plan together, just like advisors do with their clients. You know, this is where I want to be. This is where I am now. Let me uncover all this stuff and let's get you moving along the right track. And often that doesn't necessarily have to involve us doing the do, you know, getting the projects underway. We can do that. Mm. But I actually quite, I prefer it that they're empowered to do it themselves. Okay. So they, they, pref- they bring in their teams and they spend the time to get them you know get themselves moving along the track that i've helped them put together um so they're empowered to do it so I mean, that's really we, we call that process a business systems review um and it varies obviously in price dependent on the time it takes to to do it um but um really if anyone's interested to, to chat that through further or just to chat through informally you know what that might look like 
um, just just email me. You know, it's Michelle at standardsinternational.co.uk, um, and we'll we'll arrange a call and we'll fix the time and um, and we'll chat about it. Really flexible. Give me give me that one more time and, and do a little slower so people can get it. So you're okay. you're, you're it's, it's Michelle, right? Yeah, M I M I C H E L L E. Okay. At standards S T A N D A R D S International. Co.uk. Okay, so standardsinternational.com. Dot com or dot co? Dot co dot uk. Oh yeah, okay. So dot co dot uk. Yeah, that's perfect. The okay, all right. Now, so do you do? So you're you all, you're encouraging talking on the telephone or Skype or whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I've got, I've got you know, having doing the, the sort of the global speaking thing, which I absolutely love to do. You know, I'm I'm really enjoying. You know, in time, I'm, the reason I'm in Vancouver this week is that I'm speaking at a conference next Wednesday. Um, you know, I learn as much as I I give. You know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm fascinated by you know the changes in the regulation system over here and you know the the issues that they're that the challenges they're going to face. So, um, you know, I've got clients all over the place. You know, Dubai, Canada, the states. Um, even Australia. So, you know, technology is an amazing thing these days. And, you know, that's been, I know you've told me about that, which is an interesting thing, too, that in the UK, uh, they've done away with commissions. That's always interesting to people in the, yeah. in the US and I suppose other places. I don't keep track of, uh, you know, t- too many other countries in terms of what they're doing there. But you've done a lot of work with that. I guess you're, you're really good at uh, compliance and, and, I guess, helping people adapt to the changes. Yeah, and I think I've said it. I've said it to you before, but you know, I, I've been. Um, I suppose instrumental is probably a big, a big word, but you know, I, I've had some involvement in the UK in establishing, um, you know, the new regulatory frameworks for, you know, elements of compliance, operational excellence, client service, fee charging, and I, I've done that through um, through the the creation of what we, what we call international and British practice management standards. Okay. Um, which I've done on behalf of the on behalf of the UK um, here, and um, it's a real shame because yes, I have worked with a lot of firms that have gone through that transition, um, and it's really sad that I'll never be able to do it here again. Yeah. You know, in the same changes. So, you know, one of the, the big things about being here in, in Vancouver this week is that you know this is all coming up for them. Yeah. So all that stuff that I've done, it's never going to be wasted because I can share it in countries that haven't even gone anywhere near it yet, yeah. and they're scared to death of it. You know, and, and there's, you know, and I'm, you know, in my, my presentation, I talk about, you know, as how, as, you know, regardless of how uncertain the future looks, the key is, is to think like a business and act like a business, yeah. not just an advisor doing a job. You can survive most things if you've got a robust business. Yeah. If you're just a guy or girl doing a job, then you, you, you're on wobbly grounds. So it's yeah. just, you know, think like a business and act like a business. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think that's a good place to to, to wind up because I know we both need to run. And um, again, it's Michelle at standardsinternational.co.uk. Yep, or you could just Google me. There's plenty Google. of pictures. Google, Google me. Yeah, I'm sure you've got a few entries if you're <laughs> talking 12 times a week. <laughs> My LinkedIn profile is on. You know, you can find me on LinkedIn. There's quite a lot of information on there. So happy to connect. Happy to talk. Um, I love what I do, so you know, the more love I can share, the better. And I think that's another thing that's always good for to let people know is that you're you're very busy, but you're also very available, and you do like to talk. And, yeah. and uh, you know, that was my experience of our first conversation was, you know, I just 
you you know you're you're very you're very open and warm and and uh, and you have a a great sense of kind of helping people figure out what do they need to do fairly quickly. Yeah, I've chatted this morning even just quickly. I, I chatted to a, a young advisor in the UK who's literally just starting out, and I, I gave him loads. I've given him loads of stuff. I gave him documents, I gave him toolkits, I gave him guidelines because, you know, I get advisors say to me, I wish I'd met you 25 years ago when I was starting out and it it breaks my heart. So if I can help some people that are new to the business, then even better. Yeah. Let's get let's help them get it right the first time. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks so much for being on the call today. You're very welcome. Good luck with your your, your, your Canadian tour and we'll talk again soon. (laughs) Thanks. See you later, Sid. All right, bye-bye. Bye.